0: with Matt Kolsky and Derek Madden. Yeah, yeah. It is Thursday. It is Toy Department time. I'm Derek Madden. He's Matt Kolsky. I, I think we should... Uh, this feels like a dispense with the pleasantries sort of episode, right? you got to get going, and we officially have a, a, a challenge final. Uh,
1: well, I mean, you don't want to give me even a second to crow about a, a tremendous Chelsea victory yesterday?
0: Was there a tremendous Chelsea victory yesterday? I didn't Bro, even come on.
1: <laughs> a whooping.
0: Not even I'm not even like I'm not even trying to uh um, No,
1: well, you you missed it because it was a fourth round replay in the FA Cup. Um, uh, so it wasn't even a league game. No, but they beat the crap out of Aston Villa. It was a big game after oh, the two right. horrifying okay. losses. They they led this game 3-0 before Villa snuck a a consolation goal in at the end it was an absolute thrashing they were energized they were connecting and finishing it was as much as that draw against Manchester City this season was uh, probably the high watermark previously this just felt like the first time Chelsea put together a complete game and it was a joy to watch there's just so much talent out there when they actually connect to, to each other
0: I'm so excited that you're finding little little nuggets, little joys, baby. (laughs) Got to
1: celebrate the small victories. Going to be in two cup finals this season. Watch out now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, and uh, you know, uh, Arsenal in that period where they were really trying to figure their shit out, uh, did manage to pull out an FA Cup, and and, um, that stuff's exciting,
1: right? And it's the it's the it's exciting just in and of itself. But it's also the like it gives you a more concrete ability to project forward, right? It gives yep. you, I don't know. So I'm
0: excited. Yeah. Cause you've got a lot of guys. There are literally quite literally a lot of guys and you don't know which ones are actual guys. If that makes sense. So all, all the evidence of, of which ones you want to project forward or that's all, that's all good. Did you, uh, did you see that, um, the NBA has a sponsor for their in season tournament now?
1: I did not. Who is it?
0: It's it's Emirates, Emirates Airlines. It's (laughs) going to be the Emirates NBA Cup. So that like they're just full on. Just like that all of the NBA people who are like, I don't understand what the point of this is and if it's gonna work, like anyone who watched soccer is like, this is gonna work, it's gonna be fine. (laughs) Of course, of course it is. Yeah. (laughs) Just just watch them play, you'll get it. Um and Lord, Lord, lo and behold, that's pretty much exactly what happened, right? Like, and in a way this season, I I get it now.
1: Yeah. And this season's in season tournament was perfect because, you know, certainly in the end, it really showed why it can be so great because you get a young up and coming team that probably has no chance to win the title against a old down and slowing team that probably has no chance to win the title but two teams that are really exciting to watch and uh, you know it was fun
0: right they tried hard and, and some yeah. prize you know exactly. what i mean exactly like, yeah exactly yeah exactly so like of course there's there's room for this
1: no I one mean- is suggesting this replace the actual playoffs but it's certainly better than your average regular season game
0: 100%. Um, and, and it sounds like the league is really happy with it. And, and who wouldn't be? I think it'd be cool if they could start adding, like, G League and college teams. You know what I mean? Like, make it really – Yeah, like- throw, throw some in just for fun. <laughs> you never know what happens. Um, yeah. Or
1: if there was, like, a, you know, 25 and under tournament or something where you had to fill out your roster with G Leaguers. I don't know. There, there, there are other things the league can do. Uh, I think, to juice the regular season. But that's a story for another time. Sorry I extended the pleasantries with my Chelsea uh, silliness. Let's, uh, let's get what into it. One more
0: question before we move on. Um, you know, do, is Wrexham still alive?
1: I do not know that. Have to find that out. For, for I, I don't like to spoil the TV show, personally.
0: <laughs> oh, so you're trying to find out nothing about this Wrexham
1: season. I'm not really following this Wrexham season. I know a little bit. Because stuff filters through People are talking about it But um, And like last season of the television show I knew they were going to get promoted But I, I'd like to keep it as much a mystery as possible Because ultimately, listen, great story uh, I, I have purchased some Wrexham gear But I don't really care what happens to the team gotcha. Alright,
0: well, hopefully you won't be mad When I say that they uh,
1: lost on Monday To Blackburn Yeah, well, it's just the FA Cup That doesn't tell me too much
0: yeah. Um, okay Um we got a
1: challenge final. I do think the that uh, Chelsea will end up. I believe that they're, they're they're guaranteed to face a non Premier League squad in the next round for whatever it's worth.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I think all of the potential options are are, are, are non Premier League from from what I understand.
0: It'd be hilarious when they lose one of those.
1: That, I'll fight you. Don't you know <laughs> what? Don't try to rain on my parade. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> Speaking That's, of, I'll fight you. How about that challenge?
0: Yeah. All right. There's so there are many places to begin here. I would say. Do you want to um, begin with my
1: challenge fan villain origin story?
0: Are sure? Are you saying your origin as as a challenge fan villain? Are you are you I'm, a villain among the challenge fans? Is that that what you're no, saying? No, I'm
1: saying as a challenge fan, I am taking a villainous approach. For the for at least the rest of this season If not forever And that approach is Fuck everybody except Norris The entire <laughs> silly fucking house Apologies that, that I'm about to say fuck A ridiculous number of times All these fucking monsters And Jay and his goddamn fucking cronies The whole thing Emmanuel, I used to like you Fuck you Olivia, I used to like you Fuck you Mariah, <laughs> I used to like you Fuck you, all of you, all of you should go home now, Nori should just be handed the title, but if we're gonna have to go through a final, I hope you all burn to the ground. <laughs> it's th- like it just sucks man and and putting aside the, the my my silly fox screed, like literally, seriously, n- no joke, if this is the future of the challenge, I'm out.
0: I don't want to watch this. I don't like it. It's not fun. Right, so it's not hold, enjoyable. Let me. So step back from the ledge here, for just just a sec. Yeah. When when you say if this is the future of the challenge, what what specifically do you mean by this?
1: I mean the Jays of the world, like gaslighting and crocodile tearing their way into the final. It's it's both anti competitive and poor television and i have no interest in watching it
0: yeah, like james the gaslighter i think i think that goes almost goes without saying at this yeah, point yeah
1: he ju- that's what he does his strategy is gaslighting and fake crying and it's it's first of all it's pathetic like it makes me sad for him as a human being and second of all it's unpleasant <laughs> like it's just not enjoyable i don't want to spend an hour of my week with that I don't. I'm sorry. I'm too old to like indulge a twenty-somethings gaslighting. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: yeah, he might be a thirty-something. Whatever he is, yeah, based on his hairline, he's, he's in his late thirties. What he's 20 the hairline. Yeah, um, like I'm wanting to talk. Um, I would, uh, I would say that I'm in a similar place than you are as you, which makes me. Um, Sort of wonder if uh, we have been manipulated by the producers. <laughs> I mean, there was a uh, a big—I don't know if montage is the word—but like a whole, you know, Reese walking back to the house with with the songs talking about that's how villains are made. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's definitely getting a superhero edit. You know what I mean? And we're here for it. I mean, we love Reese. well, but, I'll say this: like.
1: If Norris does end up winning, I didn't need them to make Jay the worst person alive to enjoy (laughs) that, you know? So, if that's what's happening, it's a miscalculation by the producers. One of several this season, I would argue. They wouldn't be the first. But I, I really don't think that's what it is. Because, you know, I'm listening to the podcast and just the number of people who've come on and been like, Well, yeah, I was friends with Jay and then I watched the season is... Staggering <laughs> And Like There's a level to which some of the stuff That he's doing, th- they show the clips And now he's got Colleen doing It too, and the fact that They're somehow trying to make it seem like Nerese is the one being unreasonable Like that's just
0: that tri- yeah. it, It's triggering to me Well she's I'm, not the one being unreasonable But she is the one, I mean she literally was like Fuck you all, so Now, but this gonna- that super great, I would imagine. You know what no, I mean? No, of course. Now she's doing that, but but
1: Colleen. First of all, the entire production of Jay pretending like, oh well, I really do love Norese, but this just I've seen some things over the last day in this game that have totally have changed my mind.
0: Game. Yeah,
1: like that whole theater was embarrassing, and Colleen trying to pretend like Norese turned on jay when in fact it was colleen who first turned on jay brought narice into the conversation and narice was like yeah maybe (laughs) like and and then they're all like well now narice is trying to cover her and emmanuel emmanuel to have the nerve to suggest that it was un it was unreasonable for narice to come back in the house and be like i'm still here motherfuckers what are you talking? To? She she brought the precisely correct energy to that yep. moment, and yep. I, I just—it's like it's that thing where it's like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. How is this entire house of people behaving like this? And and the one, you know, it's like it, it, is Am I being unreasonable or is it everybody else? Well, usually it's you, but this is this is that situation. Where it's everybody else. And it's driving me nuts. Uh, yeah. I, clearly. <laughs> well, but, <laughs> but but and also uh, ultimately, and I think you you realize this certainly, hopefully anyone who's listening to us, what really drives me nuts is that it's working. Because people do embarrass like embarrassing strategic and emotional behavior on the challenge is far from a new thing. Having it be a winning formula is is not it's not right.
0: All right. Can, I think this is a good point maybe to get into um, the, the voting decision. Because obviously there was a plan in the House. And I you know, I sort of wonder if Nereese is basically generally like, I'm not talking to anybody stance, which is uh, understandable. Her uh, stance
1: is I'm not pretending. I'm not going to go around kissing Jay's ass because, again, she's absolutely right.
0: What he is asking for is
1: ass-kissing.
0: He's well, not asking
1: for yeah, loyalty. She's been loyal.
0: Not, this is not the Jay plan. The plan I'm talking about is the idea of uh. it wouldn't have quite been. It would have been a, a one guy, I think. A one-guy final, right? A girl's final, right. essentially. Right. Right? They were never going to do that. Berna was never going to do that. But, like, would that just objectively – not be the
1: best thing for Berna. Of course it would be the best thing for Berna. When have we witnessed Berna doing the best thing for Berna?
0: I don't understand how it wasn't at least a debate for her. Like I get in her mind, she's gonna do what's fair, right? Like she's gonna right, she's gonna show loyalty to people that were loyal to her. Right? Like I, I understand right. logic. I don't
1: think it wasn't a debate. I just think that's where the debate
0: landed. Like, I just don't get like why you wouldn't. It's like, the wrong answer. You're trying to win the final.
1: Well, she's not. She's it, trying to be loyal. If she was trying to win the final, she would have put the boys in. And she absolutely could have done that. Um, they could have set it up so Colleen was the last girl picked. She would have probably picked Emmanuel. Or you set it up so Nerissa's, whatever. You do it so that certainly Emmanuel is saved if if that's what you want. Um, but she didn't want those girls in the final because she felt like they were mean to her. I mean, right. she spells it out. It's just a poor strategic decision.
0: Again. Right. Right. But is there mean to you so you're hurting yourself? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's like, a classic
1: cutting off your nose to spite your face situation, man.
0: I think there was one point where Colleen said, We want to run the final with our friends. I'm like, Why? Don't Why? <laughs> like, run the final you think you can win. That's, and like, you- to win with all due respect, and I like.
1: I, you know, maybe I may be thinking about this wrong, but with all due respect, like that would make more sense coming from a, you know, Mount Rushmore competitor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if it's CT or bananas saying, you know what, I want to run the final with my friends. Okay. You can probably beat them. You've got a few titles under your belt. I get it, but someone who's not likely to make it this far again saying that is just
0: dumb. It's so stupid thinking every time about what is the most advantageous final for me, particularly the episode before the final. Yes,
1: this is the time to make that move.
0: There's zero chance for blowback. no right? blowback. I mean no, there's you know I mean, there's, there's a little bit. But there's a why, remember, you didn't, you know what I mean? But like. Right, but who cares? Right. (laughs) 100%. It's it's so dumb. I don't. This is why this game is going to produce a new champion, but I don't think we're going to feel at the end like they're a worthy champion. That's correct. Unless it's an Areese.
1: Right. If it's an Areese, to me, she just earned it. Like. You pull off those two elimination performances and then go win a final—that's legit. I don't yeah. care who the final's against, but
0: we're de- anybody we're else. We're destined for uh, Jay to win this thing, having faced no eliminations, and us just being just being. Yeah,
1: and again, like right. there are definitely main characters on the final or on the challenge, rather, right? Like that's a thing, season to season. There are main characters. Yeah. And I've never felt in 20-something years like th- the potential of someone being a main character threatens my interest in the game. But that's how I feel about Jay.
0: Well, I mean, look, I I mean, it's, it seems pre- pretty clearly established that, that Jay's going to be a player going forward, right? Like, we're not going to see less. I don't sh-
1: know, man. You know what I loved? You know what I loved this episode I loved TJ's goodbyes. Because Um, he he did not... He did not suggest that he was interested in seeing Michelle again. (laughs) But he definitely celebrated Norris. And Um, he definitely gave respect to James and Olivia. So, like... TJ's goodbyes and celebrations in this episode made me feel very much that he is on my team
0: about this. I'm pretty
1: sure he cackled
0: when she hit the water.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's normal though. He cackles when anyone hits the water. But but just Michelle, tough one. See you later. <laughs> and then and then in the elimination it was like, "Hey, you know what? James, Olivia, you guys really powered through." Nice one, good try. And then it was like, "Narice, you're the shit," and <laughs> and I hope you win. <laughs> that was the tone, basically, of TJ's uh, TJ's ad lib, so to speak, this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quickly, while we're talking about that, the, I know we do burn of the week, and I I have a I have a uh, one or two uh, nominations for that, but uh, the um, self-love of the week for me and line of the week was just Norris.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm that bitch. <laughs> yeah, she did say I'm that bitch. I was like, "Goddamn right you are.
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs>
0: um, what was that? Uh, my self-love would have been Michelle going, I feel. I feel like it was my season to win.
1: Yeah, that was pretty funny. But one of my burns on the flip side of that was Jay, who I don't think was, I mean, he was just trying to analyze the game, but he goes, like, he's talking about watching Michelle get in the bottom five and being like, uh-oh, He's just like, she's done such a good job, a good season, but this challenge, this kind of challenge is not made for Michelle. Yeah. And then he paused for a second, and he's just like,
0: at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, but it was made for Berna.
0: As, yes. As, uh,
1: you know, but. and that was my other burn of the week nominee was Olivia. When when it you know Burn is just like jogging up there towards the end of the competition, Olivia in an ITM said, "You know, it's just if Burna wins first, it's going to be a speech on why everyone's getting picked, and then talking about something that happened ten years ago in her life. It's just a lot."
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, sure is. It's like yeah, that's Burna. You got it. That, that that is that is her. Man. Earlier in the episode. Final episode is this this, this season deserved this, I feel like. Yeah. This is the outcome this season
1: deserved. Yeah, kind of. Um but Berna also earlier in the episode, just like her weird plaintive speech to Michelle, it's just she's just like she's just, like, she's just a open, raw wound, Berna. She has no there's there's no bandage. Like she does not have any ability to to There's no subterfuge. It's just she's raw. Raw ass Berna. Yeah. <laughs> raw, dog, raw dog Berna. Oh boy.
0: It's not
1: It's not where I was going. But but yeah.
0: Oh man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then later, Jay said, Berna in power, we should all be trembling because who knows where this emotional roller coaster is headed?" <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so, who's your favorite now, going forward? I don't, and I don't mean. I mean, I don't understand who you who you're yes. rooting. No, I know is. what you mean. You mean betting favorite? Yes, um, who's your betting favorite. Now we are now in a. We now know the final. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, based on
1: what we've seen from them overall as competitors and the fact that, you know, if this is a one-winner game, they're obviously going to do whatever they can to level the playing field between the men and the women. Yeah, I don't think we can sleep on Norris or Mariah, for that matter. Um, although... Mariah does seem like her head is out of the game with James gone. But they are both capable physically. Um, Norris is probably better at puzzles, but Mariah is not terrible. And there's just not an obvious favorite across the board. But if you made me pick one, it would be Emmanuel.
0: I worry I worry about the swimming for Norris and Mariah.
1: That's right. And because Emmanuel is a good swimmer, as fast a guy as they have there, and not demonstrably terrible at puzzles. And it's not like Jay or Corey is a genius. Um, I don't know. Like, I lean towards Emmanuel, but I really do think Narice and Mariah are right there in that potential winner's yeah. bracket. And look, Jay is not far behind. I hate to say it, but...
0: Right, because he's good in the water.
1: He's good in the water. He's uh, got endurance. He can I climb.
0: Just, I, don't, I don't remember his eating have we seen him do that? I don't know
1: that we've really seen him do a ton of eating and like there's no there's no beef left here except Corey. And I don't know that he's a great like I'm not sure anyone's a good eater out here. Nerese did well last when we saw it earlier this season, I, I feel like.
0: I mean I you know, I definitely think there's gonna be eating. I don't usually assume there's gonna be swimming, but there's been so much water. There's this been season. a lot of water, yeah. And Emmanuel's
1: yeah. a good eater, actually, now that we're talking about it. Remember, he was like, Oh, I eat some of this stuff as a delicacy at home.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I guess it'll depend on what they serve them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I would say Emmanuel's probably, probably the favorite, and I think I think Nurice is up there, uh, particularly with Olivia going home. Yep, it's not a stacked girl field. Yet another reason why the girls should have stuck together on this one. It's crazy. But, it's crazy,
1: especially again, especially if you are Berna and Colleen. Like, how do you not read the writing on the wall? With Michelle gone, you're at the bottom. You're at the absolute bottom of, like, if we're making odds. The longest odds in this game are Colleen and Berna. And you had an opportunity to remove a huge chunk of, of people better than you. And instead, I don't know. I mean, mean, look, Olivia was a threat,
0: but... I I hate to say this about people I don't know, but she's not a smart person. No, that's that's part of the problem. I'm not saying she's a dumb person, but she's not a smart person. No, agreed. Colleen, on
1: the other hand, I think is a smart person and also an incredibly sneaky person, and I'm a little surprised that she didn't try harder to sell... The all girls final to burn She is the German mole right (laughs) Yeah and like she's clearly very sneaky And and pretty clever Like she's played a pretty clever sneaky game She Of all the people here Remaining I think Colleen has played the savviest Social game by far
0: It's kind of a miracle that she's here right? She's not particularly good at anything There was a point in the season where she was Pretty openly being targeted And yet she (laughs) Well but, well, but remember what
1: she did during that time was really cleverly play both sides off each other. Yeah? Like, uh-huh. every... T- she, Colleen was o- one of the only people in the house that was surprising people at the elimination deliberations. And, like, when you're in the position she was in, which is kind of, like, at the bottom of an alliance and a, a little bit on your own, that's, that's what you want to be doing. Like... <laughs> I don't know, it, you're right, it's a little bit of a miracle But I do think like her social gameplay Has probably been better than anyone's uh, Even though Jay's has had so much success I don't think it's been a like Clever game He's just, It was all before the season Exactly, right? he just walked in the house With an incredible amount of Allies for some reason um, And the way he handled that Responsibility, hopefully will mean He never has that
0: situation Again Yeah, for sure Man, it is uh, it's crazy how fast they update these this Wikipedia page. But as I understand it, two more episodes this season,
1: right? Yeah, the so we'll have a two episode final. It seems like, and and I will just say I I sort of over the course of our conversation processed the suggestion you made earlier about the edit for Jay, uh, and I would just say that if he is ultimately the winner, I I really think this was a horribly put together season because they' <laughs> uh, uh, like either he was so atrocious that this was the best they could do or I, I think it was a bad idea I, I like I it's one thing to have a villain win it's another to have somebody I don't want to watch
0: win yep yeah. it's a it's definitely a two season uh final two week you mean or sorry, two or two yeah. week final, yeah. yeah, and 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 looking at uh, Wikipedia here, it does seem like the ratings have picked up a little bit towards the back half of the season.
1: I wonder how, you know, it's a. We'll never know, but I wonder how much the like Twitter Streets drama led to increased ratings.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean, um, four was a, a, a hundred ninety thousand viewers, which is a, I think maybe a his season low, like yeah. franchise low. Uh, And they're back up to almost uh, 500000 now.
1: Well, I guess one of the things I would ask also is, like, it's tricky, right? Because on one hand, I hate watching Jay. On the other hand, I would never jump off right now while Narice still has a chance to win.
0: Yeah. So. I
1: don't know.
0: I I will say this. I I do have some interest in the reunion. You know what I mean? Uh, Huge interest. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The problem the problem is is there's gonna be my interest will be covered in about six or seven minutes and there'll be uh a lot of garbage. Ninety other minutes that I've sent through. It'll be the last six or seven <laughs> minutes too. Yeah. Yeah. So um uh but it is what it is. We'll we'll see how the season plays out. Let's yep. see, let's talk some culture. Okay. Um I think should we start with Mr. and Mrs. Smith? No,
1: I want to start with Masters of the air because i I hope we can dispense with it relatively quickly <laughs> all right, fair enough. I don't remember if I sent this text to you. I definitely sent it to somebody, but I'm just sick of living in a world a country of seventy year old men's movies, white men and eighty year old white men politics. It's exhausting and I, I, like, I guess I know the answer factually more, but spiritually, as much as with, you know, a handful of other mediocre shows we've watched recently, I just want to ask why? Why do we still need to watch more? Is this, what is it, World War Two? Why do we need more World War Two content? Why? Haven't we done it? Aren't there other stories to tell?
0: We have... Uh... We have done it from every conceivable angle, so and sometimes to great effect. And yeah. like, I don't want to downplay the historical significance of World War II. Like, uh, obviously, hugely important war stands out in in a lot of ways. Uh, it st- affects us as a uh, as a country uh, to this day. Yes, and certainly as in the world to this yes. day. Like. You know, World War II was a big deal, but also Greatest Generation, and I'm putting that in air quotes. We get it, yeah. Like we we get it. We have explored this war in every possible way, and, and this is not a new tape, if tell, right? If you're gonna tell a World War II story, it's got you got to give me an angle, and it can't just be Band of Brothers, but with planes. And it's not even Band of Brothers. It's
1: it's much more. I know it's Apple, but it's much more Disney than Band of Brothers. It's not gritty. Like, yeah, there's some blood. Yeah. Some people get shot. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. But yeah. it's yeah. but it's very movie blood. I there I have no attachment to any of the characters, much less the side background characters that died.
0: You know, it's, it's very uh, it's very movie, plain uh, uh, CSI. Uh, you know, plane fights as well,
1: right? It's, it's the most vanilla, milk toast take on World War II piloting. And, like, I was talking about this with someone the other day, too. In 2024, everything looks incredible. So I don't really give a fuck. Like, great. The, the, yes, it looks incredible. You know, you put the planes on, on my big screen TV. And that, like, I've never quite seen a World War II dogfight like that. Congratulations. That's not a TV show. Put it in an art museum if you want (laughs) to do that. I would rather watch Fast X. I'd rather watch a half-baked storyline built around actually, like, wild, unrealistic, insane action stuff than watch another recounting of another World War II story where you just made it look incredible. But realistic. I don't right. care.
0: Oh, like we already know, like it was kids fighting this war, and also yep. some of them were kind of racist. Yeah, we all, yep. all these things, no, already. You know what I mean? Yep. I just. Uh, yeah. There were challenges.
1: No shit. Yeah. I just and yeah, I don't know, man. So I don't know, like. <sighs> I the, this is the world they wrought by erasing their own social security, I suppose. But like these people need to retire. <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's a it's you know a, someone in their late 70s produces it so someone in their late 60s can direct it and it's the same story again and again i, I just i'm so tired
0: tom a tom hanks wed dream
1: yeah and like that's fine but tom hanks can watch a ken burns documentary or something don't waste my time and and like what appears to be a finite amount of money in Hollywood on this. Don't do it. Stop doing it.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I think Apple is pretty determined to waste large sums of money. Yeah, uh, I guess. Although I would say, look, their hit rate's pretty good. I shouldn't I shouldn't. It
1: is. Their hit rate is pretty good. We've not liked a couple recent ones, but you know, uh it's still a pretty good hit rate, and I just I don't even necessarily th- this is not an Apple complaint to me. It's a Masters of the Air complaint and a like Hollywood complaint. Yeah. Right? That like even even the Oscars to a degree are stuck in this very old idea about what's important to a movie that's prestigious and good. Yeah. And I just think the idea is all wrong. It needs to be updated. We need to change the way we're thinking about this stuff. We don't need to keep doing the same things. Remember like when movies are being made in the seventies and even eighties and nineties to a degree, like a lot of this stuff was new in a more serious way. There hadn't been a bazillion movies and television shows made. We're in a different era. Now you just have to be more creative.
0: I should stress. We we got Vietnam covered too. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Uh, But I, uh, I don't think they're really telling that story that much anymore. Right. Like you don't see a lot of Vietnam. I guess not. Yeah. And yet, World War II, like like a list stop. Or, uh persists. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nevertheless, um, mm-hmm. okay. Now we can talk about whatever you want.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I'm going to pivot back to Mr. And Mrs. Smith because uh, I, I feel like it, we could use a little sunshine in the conversation. And, yeah. And um, this show is delightful and binge worthy. I have I have been kind of Having to hold myself off from just uh, uh, swallowing the whole thing.
1: Luckily, my wife's schedule is doing that for me. But uh, I feel, and I would, uh, I would venture to say, she feels exactly the same way. And and the thing we haven't said yet, which is bizarre in its lack of bizarreness, I guess. It's weird. In this is a very in a way, strange take on Mr. and Mrs. Smith because it's almost entirely about the relationship and not all the crazy stuff that they're doing.
0: Yeah, which to me is the more interesting part of that anyway. As it turns
1: out, I think it is, yeah. But it's just, you know, we know this story and it's very Donald Glover to surprise uh I mean, when I, okay, let me put it this way. When I read at some point or saw a preview, hey, Donald Glover is writing and and creating and starring in a Mr. and Mrs. Smith television show, I thought, oh, interesting. Donald Glover giving us his, like, action comedy era. I'm I'm here for this. But it's not even, I mean, yes, to a degree, this is an action comedy, but really it's a relationship drama. (laughs) And the fact that, you know, it's not in its... Delightful surprisingness It's not so different from Atlanta bringing you like I don't even know what to call it In the package of a show about ostensibly Like a rapper on the come up
0: You know I'm glad you said that because it it, it, There is a lot of Atlanta Yeah In in this show like spiritually Like they're very different shows About very different things but like And some of it I think is the hero Mirai direction and and Photography but there it's deeper than that you know there's just a, a sensibility that these two shows share and like a delightful a delightful touch of of weird about them you know weird
1: and also just like not what you were expecting and if you think about it really that's donald glover's whole career in a variety of mediums right yeah. like i think even community was that character Troy and Abed together turned out to be not what anyone would have expected. His he's then then he's like a backpack rapper, which is not necessarily what you would have expected. Then he starts doing stand up comedy. Then he puts out a couple of the most out there creative R and B funk albums, which nobody saw coming. Then it like his entire career is just. Defying terms. any kind of packaging mm-hmm. or presentation, and and that's exactly the kind of thing I think we're both talking about wanting to see instead of more World War II coverage.
0: Yeah, you can simultaneously see how like uh, a collaboration with a Phoebe Waller Bridge like wouldn't have necessarily come off. Like I can see how yep. they just never agreed in the direction. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, I had
1: that thought, and then the the thought right after that is, boy, they really could not have cast this. Much better than Maya Erskine. She is perfect. And it's just wild,
0: right? Because yes. you know, our exposure to her is pen fifteen. Pretty much. You know? Um and uh it's such a different character. Oh, uh, oh well. For obvious reasons, yeah. Very, yeah. very
1: different. Very different, very different. And <laughs> but she's great. Um and and their great. chemistry is is perfect and I assume you've seen the Parker Posey episode. I have, yes. Uh, That was delightful. I always love a Parker Posey appearance. Uh, And just in general, like so much of this show, even the previews, most of it's action, right? But like 80% of this show is just the two of them talking. And it's funny and clever and thoughtful and insightful. It's just, I really think it's great.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you like the structure of kind of, Uh, we, we're going to have a mission a week and we're going to have a guest star a week, uh, you know, for, for each episode. I, I, I think it was, you know, like this is just designed, I feel like for Donald Glover to have fun. Like he gets to wear cool clothes Yeah, in insanely good locations. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, in really nice, nicely designed houses, yeah, yeah, really nice. Houses. And then you get stacked with, you know, like clearly, lots of people wanted to to work on this, right? Yep. And so great people show up and like show out for an episode and then yeah. take off.
1: It's great. It really is spectacular. It's it's just let Donald Glover do more TV shows, and and we'll all be better off for it.
0: Yeah, I hope they make like a dozen seasons of this. That would yeah. make me be, so. Yeah. Um, and by the
1: way, since it feels like we're transitioning Let Jake Johnson make more movies
0: um, Yeah I, uh, I 100% agree with I, I, wait, Sorry, I take that back I said yep for Jake Johnson making more movies um, I'm going to take it that you loved this movie um, I quite enjoyed it
1: I'm not going to tell you it's You know, Schindler's List But I think there is a beauty In heavily committing to a wacky premise and treating it sort of like okay this is re- the ridiculous premise that you know is not going to happen in the real world but if it did and then let the dominoes fall where they may and i thought it was a pretty hilarious handling of that approach if that makes sense
0: uh yeah that does make sense i i, I like i'm not saying that This was a bad movie, but (laughs) I don't feel like it was ultimately like a super successful movie. It's a little messy,
1: and I don't think it necessarily comes to anything, but I don't think it's really trying to make any significant points about the world. I think it's just like... isn't. In fact, I read something where uh, Jake Johnson said the initial idea was I wanted to make uh, Jacob's Ladder, but a comedy. Um, which of course is just a very silly thing to say, I think. Uh, but, but yeah, I think it, it is, it's, it's a version of escapist comedy that doesn't look like most escapist comedy looks like. Right. Um, and, and I do like, I'm prepared to acknowledge it's a bit messy, but I had a lot of fun. Jake Johnson and Anna Kendrick are every bit as enjoyable as they always are. Um, and, and I do like watching, like, okay, here's the premise. And I think we can safely give the premise, which is you're like a kind of sad, uh, dumped dude living with his mom. Andy Sandberg pulls up in a limo, has you get in, and basically invites you to participate in a game where people try to hunt and kill you for a month. And if you survive, you win a million dollars. That's not likely to happen to anybody. But if it did, I think it would look a lot like this.
0: Uh, <laughs> you, you do. You feel like – This would like, be the funniest version. The would be uh, chasing you down the street. Well, I mean,
1: the, the, he's just pl- – he's playing a character. But, but... but
0: only, only you could see him?
1: <laughs> well, I, I – that's part – again – that's part of the premise. Like, I didn't give the entirety of the rules of the game, but, like, yes, the, the premise is ridiculous. But given that premise, would killers start coming out of the woodwork? I think so. <laughs> I think they would. And would they be hiding uh, when
0: witnesses were around? Probably. So do you feel like you'd hire a homeless guy to, to so that you would have 24-hour companionship? No, I feel like I would try to hire a
1: friend or a family member, but if they all thought I was goddamn insane, which they might, maybe I'd hire a homeless guy. Yeah. Okay. Like that's what I'm saying. It is absurd. Sorry. I'm but, sorry. I don't know. I enjoyed myself. Um yeah, okay. I, you wouldn't I, you wouldn't want to hire Again, you're going to win a million dollars. What's what's the downside? The homeless guy's probably cheap. He's yeah. he turned out to be a friendly guy. You know, you can always fire him. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think you enjoyed this one more than I did. I don't feel like I wasted my time or anything. I'm not mad that I watched it, but um, it was it was fine. And I will uh, not think about it again.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I'm not saying this, is, this one's staying with me, but I laughed a lot. I, I had a good time, and it wasn't too long, and there you go. Yeah, sure. Sure. All of those things are true. Um, and I also just think, like, Again, this comes from a zone of creativity that whether it's the greatest movie of all time or not, like is is something I'd rather spend my time with than
0: retreads. Agreed. Agreed. At least at least it's something I hadn't seen before. Right. Uh, although I mean, there's you know, most dangerous game and the Running Man and lots of. <laughs> of course, but that but again, that's that's what's refreshing
1: about a movie like this is that it it. Yeah, of course, look, there's no story untold under the sun You know, like you're going to be able to recognize elements In fact, this movie gave me an idea for a slightly different story oh, That I'm thinking about there's writing lots, down
0: lots of the game in there too, I forgot about that one
1: Yes, yeah, totally But yeah. at the end of the day, it's a new take on it It's got some creative turns and it was fun
0: Did you find *Louder Milk* to be fun?
1: I am addicted to Louder Milk. Um, <laughs>
0: right.
1: In in the, in the absence of being able to watch the entire season of Mister and Mrs. Smith, because I'm I'm waiting on my wife, uh, I have watched a season and a half of Louder Milk.
0: Yeah, um, I'm in season three now. I I had a head start.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it is so watchable. It just this is the ultimate. Win for Netflix I think Because what they're trying to do Is pick up shows that People didn't know about That they will then spend Hours on Netflix Just like letting one run into the next
0: they, and, Now that they have an advertising tier right? Netflix is much more concerned About keeping you around and watching that's right. stuff Than they used to be So,
1: And that's what uh, this is This is a keeper This is a keep you arounder And yep. it's fun It has some legitimate heartfelt moments that I think land surprisingly well, given the kind of show it is. And Ron Livingston, as well as Will Sasso and, and the young lady whose name I wrote down, but I'm uh, not looking at right now. Uh, her name is Anya Savchich. Uh, all three of them are great. All the various characters in the rehab group, uh, Brian Regan, yeah. Making an Try appearance.
0: Showing up for no reason. Yeah.
1: It's just, this is a well written, well acted, well put together sitcom about recovery.
0: Yep. With some great music references splashed in there as well.
1: Excellent music references. Yeah. I figured, I figured you would appreciate that as much as I do. Just like uh, celebrating sort of lesser known rock acts of, of the 80s and 90s
0: yeah like if you like you know billions just kind of cramming pop culture references into places like a lot of a lot of milk definitely does a little bit of that you know what i mean it's yeah all, it's welcome it's always welcome
1: and and ron livingston has built a, a whole career up to this point to play a disgruntled grumpy but gold-hearted addict with a snobby music taste like that's it's there's, all been building to this.
0: There should be a Ron Livingston Paul Giamatti movie where they're both curmudgeons who like battle each other.
1: Can can John Cusack make a cameo? <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> right? I just there's a million dollar idea, Netflix. Hey, <laughs> take me to write it. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, that's like uh they're th- all three of them are professors at a liberal arts college. Um, Giamatti is history because we know that works. Yeah. Uh, we will give, um, we'll <laughs> give Ron Livingston philosophy and John Cusack can be, I, honestly, just philosophy and music and pick which. It, they can flip Cusack and, and Livingston.
0: Yeah. Uh, if and it they, was
1: a play, they would trade parts every night.
0: They all just shit at each other all day long. Yeah.
1: They all just like, they, they all just sit in a room and it, it's kind of like, uh, grumpy old men but uh college professors just talking to each other
0: writes itself man writes itself (laughs) like malkovich is the dean (laughs) oh that's that's really good that's really good Uh, yeah i'm into it i'm into it um
1: all right well um i mean that really drives the point home that it doesn't take much to be more creative than masters of the air
0: yeah. Yeah. It doesn't you don't need a gajillion dollars. Nope. <laughs> Lot of milk looks like it's filmed for twenty bucks.
1: It really does. It looks like you and I could have filmed it uh in like each of our homes and one coffee shop if we wanted to. <laughs> right.
0: We threw a couple of exterior shots yeah. of Seattle. Yep. And called it a day. Um but uh yeah, it's still like I said, still a good time. Still a good yeah. time. Yeah. Um all right, so speaking of uh, um Malkovich and yeah. World War II Stories. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> right back into it. Uh we're going to watch uh it's called The Look, right? The New Look. The New Look. Sorry. The New Look. Uh on Apple set in World War 2 times starring <laughs> John Malkovich. Yes. I will say like oh, Right.
1: Um it, it's Malkovich, it's Ben Mendelsohn, Maisie Williams, um, Juliette Binoche, among others.
0: All right, uh, we're also going to watch Feud, which is the new Ryan Murphy uh, uh, entry into that series. I forget what was the other uh, what was the other Feud, the last Feud it was, it was
1: Joan was... Crawford and Betty Davis. And, oh yeah, and this one is Truman Capote uh, against some
0: ladies. I don't totally get the it. The Swans, the Swans were like society housewives that I guess he wrote about or something, and uh, they didn't like what he wrote. I think that's how that goes. But there are some tremendous actresses. Yeah. Um, you know, playing the swans and, and Capote. Or, while he's not a
1: guy, uh, he's like a slightly lesser known British actor. He's um, he does look the part.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, curious to see where that goes. We'll watch a couple of them. And then uh, John Stewart's return to the daily show is on Monday. So I figured we should check in on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got on that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Anything you're uh, uh, in the Super Bowl this weekend?
1: Yeah. Um, do we want to do five minutes of Super Bowl analysis before we uh, depart? Sure. Sure. I am just super excited for this game, and not just because, like, I did some Bay Area radio last night and uh, you know, go Niners, but. I just think like first of all these two teams are weirdly perfectly matched and I think the game could really go either way and there's a lot of potential like game narratives on the table but also virtually every post game narrative is interesting to me as well. I mean what what the outcome of this game means for Any one of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, like
0: Taylor Swift,
1: Taylor Swift, Jason Kelsey. Um, It's fascinating. It's fascinating. and, And I have I have really high hopes for a really good football game because for whatever it's worth, when you're looking at the players on the field, you're looking at a bunch of guys who have a history of stepping up in big moments.
0: Yeah, uh, so some of which uh, against the other guys. Yeah. Uh, yep. So you know, I I do think they are are two fascinating teams that delivered a, a great Super Bowl last time. Yeah. Who are you picking?
1: I mean, I, I'm I'm leaning Niners, um, but. I've heard a lot of people who I I think highly of and who I have agreed with over the course of the football season and playoffs saying the same sentence, which also haunts me, which is I just don't – like if if I had told myself at any point in the last five years that I was betting against Patrick Mahomes for three straight weeks – especially after losing the first two, I would tell myself to not do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. See, all, all my fancy analysis just comes down to, yeah, but Patrick Mahomes.
1: That's the thing. And that's what's, and, and, you know, Bill Simmons said an interesting thing about this um, in comparing Mahomes to Brady, that like part of what happens here is that the other team makes mistakes. Like, to be very plain, the Kansas City Chiefs are here because, as much as anything, of mistakes made by the Buffalo Bills and Baltimore Ravens in key moments. Yeah. Yes, they won those games when they were underdogs, but also they were largely outplayed in in those games, or at least played to a to a draw, other than key mistakes by the opponent. And you know, I'm not saying it's magic, but I'm what I am saying is that like. I think there's a legitimate psych out component to where the other team puts more pressure on itself because of who that dude wearing fifteen on the other side is. And, you know, whether the Niners are are immune to that remains to be seen. But
0: they they don't seem to be immune to you know as crisp as they can be, they don't seem to be immune to mistakes. You know definitely not. Well, nobody
1: yeah. is, right? And I think mistakes could certainly determine this game. But I also, I, I think that a well-played game by both sides is on the table. And I do think the Niners win that game. Um, so, you know, it's hard to predict mistakes. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is, if the mistakes don't happen or e- even out, I think the Niners are the better team. Uh, so So that's the way I lean. But, but. It is fundamentally insane to be betting against Patrick Mahomes for a third straight week. So even as I say, I lean Niners, I have to acknowledge that. Um, and on top of everything, I strongly believe that this is going to be a game decided by the running backs. <laughs> you know? So it's like there's just so much going on, um, so many similarities, and then also these stark differences between the two teams. It's. Weird. I mean, I
0: think you just have a little bit of an edge on run defense.
1: A slight edge, but not meaningful. Both teams are bad against the run.
0: um, It's a slight edge, though, very slight. uh, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Obviously, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule out either one of these teams winning. Yeah, I mean, it's two of the best. Right.
1: So it's two of the best pass defenses, and two of the not so good run defenses. Weirdly, both teams fit that profile. Um, Niners are probably a better pass defense and a worse run defense but not by a lot on the other side like one team has very little skill position talent and the arguably the greatest quarterback talent ever the other team has arguably certainly not as much quarterback talent and maybe the greatest assembly of skill position players, but ultimately they're kind of similar offenses that despite their ability to explode through the pass are at their best when they're running the ball. Well, right. It's just, there's so much going on here, man. And, and there's so much about Kyle Shanahan's career that mimics the Philadelphia career of Andy, the pre-Super Bowl victory, Andy Reed, right? He's great after bye weeks He's the premier offensive innovator in the league. Also, he seems to have some struggle holding leads at times. Yeah, it's well, it's weird. It's I love this matchup, and he's arguably the guy
0: that's the most at stake, right? Like
1: I think it's not even arguable. Yeah, I so, think Kyle Shanahan. Now, it depends how you mean that, I guess, right? Because
0: he's he was he's the one guy in this game you would say isn't over the hump. You know what I mean? Like I obviously there are a lot of guys on the Niners that don't have a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? But I don't. There's no. Is there anyone out there going well? Christian McCaffrey needs the Super Bowl to complete his career. I don't I don't feel like that's a narrative we have. You know I what I mean? I don't think it's a narrative, but you but, know what I mean?
1: Well, I don't think it's a narrative. I think you know No one George Kittle loser. You know what I mean? Right? No. So so that's <laughs> That's where I agree with you, right for for that specific narrative of like you can't do this. no yeah. one is saying that about Kittle or McCaffrey or Debo, right? That's a Kyle Shanahan thing, and maybe to a lesser extent Brock Purdy, but no one's gonna hang that on him, you know, a year and a half into his career when he's been a million times better than anyone expected it's 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 it's, it's that pressure of like. People are really going to lean into he can't do this if he can, if he doesn't do it now. And look, people did that to Andy Reid for years, man. So it's certainly in the realm of possibility. I'll also say though, Sunday's outcome will not have an effect on Kyle Shanahan's job security or anything like that, right? So you know, it's not like he, he it's not like he has right. that that real stuff on the line. But in terms of the the legacy, this this is a huge game for Kyle Shanahan
0: hundred percent 100 percent i'm I'm excited to see it see how it plays out i I, I didn't make any prop bets this year though so um if I'm, if man. you want to sneak one in <laughs> I haven't
1: done a full analysis of the goofy ones um usually we do that, and we yeah. didn't talk about it this week, so we didn't um but if you want a real prop bet, last I saw it, the Purdy rush yards was set the the total was eleven and a half and oh I, would, I would I would hammer the over
0: that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, you know Simmons uh, had me on hard to Fred Warner interception at twelve to one last week, and it did not pay. It did not pay.
1: <laughs> no, I mean it's a decent bet. I, the thing about the thing you have to be very careful of listening to Bill Simmons' betting recommendations is like when he's not making official picks, which is like ninety percent of the time. So like ninety percent of his betting analysis is purely a judgment of whether the odds are correct. It, like whether it's a value bet, so he's saying like, Fred Warner interceptions twelve to one. I think the actual chances are like eight to one. So that's a good bet, but it's still an eight to and one I, fucking I, I bet.
0: I'm a bit hard on that. Like golf, you know, like I because I had golf my fantasy team this year. Yeah. I saw I I saw firsthand what he was like on, on on the road, but especially on grass. He will throw to a middle linebacker. He will do that. <laughs> yeah. So it just it. You, so I bought hard into the golf's going to throw a couple picks. And Fred Warner's a good bet to catch one. And it turned through none. Yeah, I mean, shout
1: out to Jared Goff. He really was pretty excellent in that game. Uh, 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 Boy, it'd be interesting. I mean, look, you win a Super Bowl, you don't regret a trade, I guess, end of the day. But certainly the Rams would be in better shape now if they had Jared Goff and all the other stuff.
0: I'd say like Stafford, though, so – they like
1: Stafford, but it wasn't just Goff. It was like go- – Goff was like a throw-in in that trade.
0: Right. <laughs> it's true. Look, I, I see they gave up a lot, but they're also not short of weapons coming – you know what I mean, coming back today. Like I don't – Yeah. You know, I know they have some cap issue stuff I think, right, with defense especially this year, but like – Well, I mean that's, well, that's what it is. All coming anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? So – yeah, but less so
1: if you had, like, three extra first-round picks.
0: They went They went hard on start, <laughs> and I think for, like, where they landed coming out of that, it's, it could have been a lot worse, I guess. Is what
1: yeah, well, and that, and the other thing is, like, that, I mean, fundamentally, like I said, the first thing I said is probably where I should have stopped. Um, when you win a Super Bowl, the trade worked. You won it, so yeah. <laughs> we don't have to question it too much. <laughs> right.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, at some point, I'm going to have to ask you about your take on Raheem Morris, but that one today will not be that day because we. Oh yeah, get- I. You know, you just.
1: I'll I'll give it to you right now because it's really short. I, I'm not enough of an expert to give you a good take. It seems very clear that he is a high level defensive coordinator. He's proven that repeatedly in multiple spots with multiple casts of players. He was not a good head coach last time he got an opportunity, but. Bill Belichick wasn't a good head coach
0: the first time around. So, you know, this is... Yeah, to this, me, it's the third time around because he did coach, uh, what was it, 11 games for the Falcons? So, right. That went pretty well, though, right? As I remember. Four and seven. Four and seven. So I, I'm going to say no. But
1: it was a bad team. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, I guess. I don't recall that being a disaster, right? I mean, his, his full-time head coaching stint did not go well. That being they, said... They declined
0: to retain him... You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but that's normal for an interim head coach. I think that you know, I'm not going to judge him on that just because that to me was like interim elevation. Fine. Everyone says he's he's
0: he's learned from it, you know, and he's better now. Well,
1: that's the thing. Some guys do, and some guys don't. But I certainly think, unlike, for instance, Mike McCarthy, like. I haven't seen so much of Raheem Morris that I don't believe he could have improved. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are guys, you see him over and over and over again. But I think we've seen enough of Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera and a lot of these guys.
0: Yeah, but Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick were on the market.
1: You I wouldn't want I mean? Belichick. I'm a little surprised I, that they didn't go with Vrabel, but who knows?
0: One I, of I, my concern is that this is a move that's really about the general manager and the team president wanting to retain power. More than it is finding the best coach that they can. Well, but and time will you know? Will hold on up. a second.
1: It's not just about wanting to retain power; it's about who you're willing to give power to. Right, and but if you're
0: m- willing to trust Mike Vrabel, I, that's, I guess
1: that's, what what are the what are the, what what personnel? Like the Titans have not drafted well. The Titans have not. If anything, Mike Vrabel, not, but he didn't.
0: He didn't have full control over personnel. There, not
1: full control, but like. He was involved, and and Belichick, quite obviously, Bill Belichick, the coach, spent the last five years trying to make up for the consistent Look, I, errors yeah. of Belichick, the GM. I, I, I will certainly give you that. And certainly... I'm not so sure that whether he was the GM per se or not, that Mike Vrabel, the coach, wasn't doing a lot of the heavy lifting that the personnel department was failing at in Tennessee. So Maybe. if I'm the Atlanta front office again, I wouldn't even have considered giving Belichick personnel control, but I don't know that I'd be excited to give it to Vrabel either. I don't think you see a lot of situations where one guy can do all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't, Look, I don't know what Vrabel was asking for. I don't. Doesn't seem like they got super far down the road. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm a little surprised
1: about the way Vrabel went because again, they talked
0: to Jim Harbaugh. They talked to Mike Vrabel. They got yes. Ricky Morris. I feel like it's hard to be disappointed. Hard not to be disappointed with that outcome. But well, uh, right. You know, but that's why I, it
1: doesn't matter. A
0: lot of fans, fans are excited, and, and time time will tell either way. So
1: yeah, I don't think you were ever getting Harbaugh. He was always going to be in San Diego. Who wouldn't? Um, but I also just think like.
0: I disagree with that. I think we could have gotten Harbaugh if we were uh if we were convinced and aggressive about it. I just don't maybe. think we were as aggressive as San Diego was. Maybe. But I also don't
1: think Jim Harbaugh is like maybe the godsend that everyone else does. He's a good football coach, but he's not a genius. Um I I'm not saying Raheem Morris is. I'm just saying like it's the kind of hire I certainly don't hate. Like it's the kind <laughs> of it's the kind of hire that it doesn't win the press conference, but it has a real chance to win football games.
0: So. Yeah, I guess. Ironically, I think the press conference is where he shines. He does. He does seem like an excellent guy, and I I get the charisma thing. Um, I guess I mean it doesn't win the headline that follows him. Yeah, it doesn't win the headline. Yeah, but I I, um, I don't know. I just uh, I'm just highly skeptical of the results I've seen so far from from Marie Morris. So we'll see. I I, I really hope I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, you're not you're not wrong about what you've seen. I I just think you're talking about a guy who today is what? 47, yeah, 47 years old. And when he initially had his like full head coaching opportunity, he was 35 yeah. maybe.
0: So you know. Yeah, I look I, I I meant less about Tampa, the Tampa part when I said that. But um uh yeah, I mean all that's true. Like I said, I I you know, people say he's grown. Again, I hope they're right. I just I just don't see it with my eyes yet.
1: Well, and I I also wonder if part of this is like, hey, you know what? We had this guy in the building. We went another direction instead of retaining him and We preferred him. (laughs) Like, maybe we didn't know what we had to a degree. So, I don't know. uh, A a good defensive football coach who you've had in the building and must, must like in some way is better than a lot of the options. I guess.
0: Not just defensive guys, by the way. He was coaching wide receivers before he <laughs> when he was here. So, uh, anyway, we—that's enough Atlanta Falcons talk for, for today.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize for uh, <laughs> insisting that we do that now. Yeah, but I, I gotta go. <laughs> all right, me too. I'll uh, I'll talk to you later, buddy. Have right. a, have, have right. a great week. Try to enjoy
0: the new look on,
1: <laughs> on Apple TV Plus.
0: good lord um i'm sure i'll hit you up during the game and and if if the new look is terrible i'm pretty sure i'll hit you up about that too (laughs) okay
1: bye this game's in the admiral refrigerator the door is closed the lights out butter's getting hard
0: the eggs are cooling and the jello is jiggling so long everybody and do me a favor have yourself a tremendous evening